you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Garrus, what are you doing here? Just keeping my skill sharp. A little target practice. You okay? Been better, but it sure is good to see a friendly face. Killing mercs is hard work, especially on my own. How'd you manage to piss off every major merc organization in the Terminus systems? It wasn't easy. I really had to work at it. I am amazed that they teamed up to fight me. They must really hate me. What are you doing out here on Omega? I got fed up with all the bureaucratic crap on the Citadel. Figured I could do more good on my own. At least it's not hard to find criminals here. All I have to do is point my gun and shoot. Since when did you start calling yourself Archangel? It's just a name the locals gave me for all my good deeds. <laughs> I don't mind it, but please, it's uh, <clears throat> just Garrus to you. You nailed me good a couple of times, by the way. Concussive rounds only, no harm done. Didn't want the mercs getting suspicious. Uh-huh. If I wanted to do more than take your shields down, I'd have done it. Hello and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke and Corey Kurabara Trudway, and this is episode number 21. And we're going to talk about the mission on Omega to get Archangel, and also some of the other side quests here. So uh, let's join that conversation with Chip and Kurabara here uh, in, uh, in progress. All right, so now we return back onto Omega proper, and now it's time to get our third character uh to join us and that would be the mysterious archangel so let's let's hear about how things go with our uh attempt to recruit archangel and then we will talk about uh we'll talk about our thoughts shepherd meets with the merc recruiter in afterlife to join the assault on archangel with the hopes of getting close enough to recruit the vigilante Blue Suns, Blood Pack, and Eclipse are the three largest gangs on Omega, and they are all united in removing Archangel. The hired mercenaries are intended to serve as a distraction, keeping Archangel busy, while the gang forces infiltrate Archangel's defenses from behind. Shepard and team take a transport to where Archangel is holed up. There is a bridge leading to his base, where he is picking off anyone dumb enough to get close. Shepard meets with Sergeant Kafka, who is fixing the gunship that Archangel disabled. Shepard has the opportunity to stab Kafka with an electro wrench, thus leaving the gunship repairs incomplete. Once the full assault across the bridge is ordered, Shepard is free to shoot the other mercenaries as they work their way to Archangel. Shepard gets into the apartment and is surprised to discover that Archangel is none other than Garrus Vakarian, veteran of the mission against Saren. Garrus sends Shepard and a teammate down to seal off the various entrances that the gangs are using to infiltrate his base. Shepard returns and the gunship arrives, shooting a rocket that hits Garrus. Shepard and the team defeat the gunship, and Shepard radios the Normandy for an emergency medical evac for Garrus. Once on board the Normandy, Garrus is seriously scarred but healing. He is concerned about Shepard's alliance with Cerberus, but ready to help his old friend. Alright, so... 
So when did you guys know that Archangel was Garrus? Like, was it? I, I, I'm trying to remember. Was it obvious ahead of time? I don't think so. Or, I don't think it was obvious. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I knew he was Garrus when I walked up, and I was like, "Holy shit, it's Garrus!" Um, yeah. No, 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 no. But I mean, like, did you know, like, going, like, okay, like this Archangel character? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, is like the first time okay. I did it, I went through the game. Was like, hey, recruit Archangel, and I was like, okay, cool, I'll totally do that, and. I got up and met him on the second floor after getting, you know, sort of lightly shot at. And I was like, oh, shit, it's Garrus. Cool. Uh, that was when I knew. So I don't okay. I don't think there's any good hints. Like, I've looked for that, too. I've looked for the game sort of like winking and nodding at you like, oh, it's actually it's Garrus. But nothing seems to tell you or, or hint you in that direction. I know it's like it just kind of changes your dialogue. You're talking to people when you know it's Garrus. But going into it, it's like. I don't know, just that there's some guy named Archangel. He's taking a lot of his own hands. I mean, sure, that's kind of a hint that'd be Garrus because he was trying to go down that way in Mass Effect 1, but that could have been anybody. You trying... Yeah, it's a big galaxy, and, like, I, there's nothing the game does to tell you it's Garrus. I think it's just... It is weird, though, because when you meet him, Garrus is very much like, hey, did you know it was me? And you can be like, oh, yeah, I totally knew. Like, why? How would you know that? <laughs> what? <laughs> because that's just Tre Shepard messing with like, Oh, yeah. Like, like Shepard's got that aura, to, you know, to him or her where it's like, oh, yeah, I knew. Like Shepard, you know, and everybody will believe it because like, yeah, Shepard's kind of, you know, Shepard knows things. Like the way Garrus shoots at you is is specific. I, I don't know. Anyway. Well, it's like that. <laughs> it's like you shot at me. It's like didn't hit you <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm just trying to remember like looking on the box like i'm pretty sure it was obvious like garris would join your team at some point and so i'm trying to think like did i w did i know like this was the garris mission or was i thinking like was i expecting thane because i feel like like thane was the other like alien like pretty prominent in the marketing and i really didn't know anything about him going into this and so i'm just wondering like I, I wish I could remember what I was expecting to be like, oh, yeah, that's going to be Garrus. Because, yeah, like, it's Garrus. And for once, uh, you know, because, again, the, the last crew member you met was Tally. And she was all like, whoa, I ain't, you know, I ain't coming with you, Shepard. Not right now. And then you're with Garrus. And Garrus is like, yeah, let's, okay, we've done this before. I, we, we know how this goes. And he's just like, yeah, I got my, my, my shit's all packed. Let's go. Yeah, this, I like this mission. Like, I like this mission a little bit more than I liked Archangel, or not Archangel, uh, the Morden mission, um, just because I feel like it's a little bit tighter. I also really enjoy hitting the dude with the wrench, uh, Catha yes. or whatever. I, I just, I just really enjoy that. Um, and yeah, it just, it feels a little tighter. I The one thing I do remember from this, and I feel like it was easier this go around, is when you, after you get Archangel and they like, you know, storm his base. Um, that like closing of the doors segment, I remember being much more unpleasant than it was for me this time. Well, it, it makes you think like it's, it's, it's a uh, worse than it is, but you can take as much time as you need to shut them. It doesn't like, once you actually get over there, it's like, shut up. It's like, it's not too bad. Although I did have mine glitch a little bit and would not let me shut that. I had to restart my save. Oh no. Ugh. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, it gets better. In another section of there, I got stuck in a barrel, and they all killed me because I couldn't get out of the barrel. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is going on? Why am I just getting screwed in this mission? <laughs> That's terrible. The flamethrower guys are what would always get me, 
is like you run up to the you're like going down this little tight hallway and there's a set of barriers and so you get up you get cover and then a dude with a flamethrower shows up and just torches you i hate those flamethrower guys by the way in this whole this whole ass game i hate them so much i to the point where i like recorded a video uh which i'll have to send out at some point of me later in like my biotic career like lifting a dude and then very slowly shooting him who because he dared to flamethrower me <laughs> and then just like right as he had like a sliver of health i just like did a throw and threw him across the room i hate those dudes so nice. much anyway is there any game where, fu- where flamethrower people are fun to, fun to play against well no just that- i guess not no but my my favorite thing about this though is just the way that they escalate the threats that it's like it starts out with okay you know because when they establish that you've got the three factions the the blue suns the eclipse and the blood pack all working together um and then they you know they it's it's very much a you know a, a siege that you're you're you know you have to survive as far as everybody coming in i think was it garm who's the head of uh is he the head of the blood pack i think he comes in he actually mm-hmm. gets into garris's apartment and you have to take him out you know, I think, directly I there. I think all, all of them technically get into your apartment except for Tarek. Yes. Because yeah, Tarek has the freaking gunship. Right, yeah. It doesn't end well and, for him either. He just doesn't quite make it indoors. No. No, but that's that to me is like one of the iconic early moments of Mass Effect 2. Is like you and Garrus like, you know, pinned down against a gunship. It's just so... I mean, it, it, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, it's like just like old times, right? <laughs> yeah, old yeah. times of getting your face ripped apart by a gunship. That's true. Dar- Garrus does take it on the chin here, quite literally, and shakes it off. Not like it's nothing. Yeah, I just got shot by a gunship. Psh, happens. Well, that's why he was wearing his helmet. <laughs> was he wearing his helmet when he got shot, or did he take that off? I think. I think his helmet got like shot off as part of it, or his helmet got shot up as part of that it. That might be it. That might have been like, yeah, that, I think kids. so. Yeah, that is why you should wear your helmet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had one bike accident with a helmet on, and uh, it was the only bad bike accident I've ever been in. Wear your helmet. That's all I'm saying. It's a cool way to avoid dying. We like avoiding dying. Yeah, we we have come out real hard like this in the last episode, you know, as sort of a pro existing. Uh, I hope that's I know it's like weirdly controversial these days, but like, yeah, I, I'm pro survival broadly. Sorry if that makes you. Yes. That should be funnier than it is. No, but there's the uh, there's the one part early on, uh, I guess, speaking of pro- being pro existing where uh, Shepard goes to get recruited by the Mercs, and there's the young kid who's there. Oh, yeah. And, and he... I, I don't know how they pull... He looks... I mean, he looks like a young kid, like, in any age. Like, it's not like he just looks like a young kid on Omega. But, you know, Shepard has the opportunity to intervene or just kind of, like, you know, approve of this by not intervening. Um, so how did you guys handle the the young kid trying to to... to Enroll to take out Archangel. I'm pretty I mean, sure I broke his gun for him. Um, yeah. And I think it might have been the Paragon choice because I was just like, ah, I don't want to watch this kid go die. Yeah, basically the Paragon is like, hey, like, you don't want to die here. Just like, just tip her with the gun. Make sure it didn't work. 
It's yeah. very sad, which I understand. Guns are expensive. If you're not filthy rich like us. Right. <laughs> if you're not a known weapon smuggler from from uh, the previous game already. Yeah, I I don't know if there was. I, this is one I think I saves come to now. I don't remember, actually, but I, I'm pretty sure that the renegade choice was, yeah, let the kid go die. Who cares? And I was like, no, that seems not necessary. Yeah, he's just a stupid kid. You got you could right. Take- yeah, so I I let the kid go. <laughs> I was still not fully doing my Paragon run, my Paragon playthrough. Although as I've gone on, I've noticed I've been leaning more and more towards the Paragon options. So like the it's like Shepard's like growing as I'm as as we're going through this. Nice. See, that's but, uh, that's fun. That's fun. So yeah, you 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 did help him out then. No, or you I, didn't? Uh, yeah. Does that- I didn't. I just let I, I let him go sign up, and then yeah, then uh, when when you go and you get into the uh, into uh, Archangel's uh, base or whatever, and uh, like there's the barrier that you jump over. Like he's the first one over the barrier, and he's the first one shot. That's oh. right. Yeah, it does have like very immediate consequences. And you're like, oops. Guess I should have helped that kid, huh? It's also like easy how easy it was to sign up for that mission. It's basically like, you got a gun. Okay, you're in. I mean, the thing is, though, they even tell you, like, oh, no, like, we're bringing all these new recruits in, and you are literally cannon fodder. Yeah, they, you are they're literally cannon fodder for the actual, you know, the actual mercenaries who know what they're doing who are coming in the back. Yeah, but also, I love how Elsrider was like, man, you guys are really well equipped. <laughs> yes, I did enjoy that. Like, oh, yeah, you, okay. Not suspicious. <laughs> I'm surprised, like. They didn't have any kind of, I guess, you know, maybe again, it's because Zaid's like, you know, the third guy in your crew or whatever, if you have, you know, if you're using him. But I feel like they should have known, like, oh, yeah, like, you're a, like, we recognize you as a Merc. Like, you've been around here before. Like, Zaid's been, you know, been around several places. Like, they should at least pegged him out. Like, I could get, like, although then also, well, I mean, who else could you have? If you had, like, Jacob or Miranda, like, they're obviously wearing Cerberus armor. Like, that should tip people off, like, okay, this is. You know, yeah, like, like yeah, she- Shepard and crew should have warranted a lot more suspicion. But then again, I think they didn't. Yeah, but there, there was just there like, was no bodies. vetting process at all for this no. thing, which kind of bit him in the butt. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, I still kind of wish I want to see like the looks of people's faces when you go across the bridge and you start hanging out at Archangel. It's like, like, hold on a minute, wait, did they just join the other side? Can you do that? It needed to be like pro wrestling. Like Shepard gets up there and then just rips off his shirt to reveal like a Garrus Archangel <laughs> shirt. <laughs> Love that. That's tough. And then yeah, like so. So yeah, Garrus takes the Garrus takes like the rocket in the face, but survives. Such Except a badass. Then, uh, they, yeah, but then uh, you know you you call the Normandy to get uh, get him out of there because he does need medical attention. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so and we also talk about how like how shitty things were for Garrus right here because like he tried to do what Shepard did, build a crew, build a team, but unlike Shepard, he someone betray he gets stabbed in the back and loses his team. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's rough. Like he, his whole arc through this game is is quite good. His, I mean, his arc through the the whole series of games is good, but um. And you learn more about it as the game goes on. Like you, you just start mm-hmm. here and then like further along, like you'll learn more and more about like 
what went down for him and his bitterness is is pretty uh you know it's pretty understandable mm-hmm. cool scars well, though, talk- when he gets blown up cool scars oh yeah well i talked before about how garris and i think this applies I, you, you see this as well i think with tally where she's like the head of her squad when you meet her on freedom's progress um that like shepherd shepherd's team in the first game is a team of squad leaders that like each one of those people that he's, he's, he's going with could have been a squad, like a, a like a, you know, could have been a squad leader in any other situation. And it's, it's basically the same thing here. I mean, we were talking about uh, the, the battle Royale earlier, like this is 12 heavy hitters that Shepard picks up here. Um, so it's like, you know, like Shepard doesn't roll with grunts right? <laughs> other than grunt, but <laughs> Who is not a grunt, weirdly enough. Who's not a grunt, exactly. The, the, you know, if, if, you know, like she- Shepard, you know, if, you know, it, it, it's, it's an honor to be selected to be part of Shepard's crew. And, you know, there's, there's a reason why, you know, Shepard and that team are able to save the galaxy so many times because they're, they're the, the, the you know, the cream of the crop. But I think the, 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 the converse side of that is that when, you know, like, th- because they're like Shepard is like Shepard leads other squad leaders, but then like those squad leaders, they might struggle leading some of their teams. And like you see Garrus in this case that, you know, his, his team was subpar, unfortunately, because he had one traitor. Yeah. I mean, which, you know, you can say he wasn't a good judge of character. Who knows? Uh, or, you know, he just got backstabbed. I mean, th- these things can happen and it can be not his fault. Like, yeah, yeah. That was also an interesting thing there. Like, I think once you get done with this mission is that letter you get from one of his crewmates, the wives, who is not upset at Garrus for their their loved one being killed. They're like, it's not his fault. Tell him not, not to worry about it. I'm like, right, right. That is well more logical and well thought out than I think most people would be in that situation. Even if it's not Garrus' fault. Most people, they, if they, someone died, like, they was like, I screwed up, lost my husband now. like, Hate you. Well, it depends. I think it depends on the situation. I think if she, if she was supportive of her husband being in the team, then she's going to look at it and say like, okay, like, you know, this is a known risk. Like it's a dangerous job right. and you know, like things can happen that are beyond your control and it's not going to be, you know, and, and Garris too, at least he's enough of a leader to kind of feel the weight of that. I mean, cause you know, the way you play renegade shepherd sometimes, you know, you, Things happen, and Shepard just kind of like, yeah, you know, not my fault. You know, like, <laughs> you're, like, like the kid, like, like the kid earlier. Like, I don't like, I don't think Shepard has any compunction about not having stopped the kid if you went that route. That there's no, oh, you know what? I really should have done something. I should, I should have known that kid was going to get shot like first. But you know, but that's where the game gives you the ability to kind of you know feel it or not. You know, and if you if you know you're going to feel it, you can stop the kid. But Garrus is definitely. For as much as he can be influenced by Shepard, especially in the first game and c- coming out of that, like Garrus has a good soul. Like he, you know, like he, he understands what they're doing. I mean, at, at the end of the day, he wants to improve the world. He wants to fight crime. He's taking out the corruption. He wants you know, that's to his Batman. ultimate goal. A little bit, but the problem I mean, is Morton's already on the team. Right. <laughs> he could be Terry and Batman. Um, yeah, I mean, Garrus <laughs> has like a, a really strong moral code and it's it's visible right from the beginning of the first game. It's a little too strong is his biggest flaw, it seems like. 
Yeah. He, he doesn't, I don't, I don't want to say he doesn't think everything through. He still hasn't figured out the, the, the best way to go about achieving his goals. Mm-hmm. And even here, I think, you know, that that's kind of the thing is he put this team together and there's a weak link in the team and, you know, and I, I guess that's the question is like, could he have, you know, vetted that guy better maybe, but you know, sometimes these things happen. You can't, you can't let yourself get bogged down in that. Well, you also like think about like regular work when you're hiring people, like you go through all the resumes, you cut all their, all their references, everything else. It still can get some really terrible people in a position they shouldn't be in because, you know, kind of going with the information you have. Yeah. But I, I do like the whole, he got, he's got his new scar and it's like. Hell, Garrus, you were always ugly. Slap some face paint on there, and no one will even notice. <laughs> oh, oh, don't make me laugh. Damn it, my face is barely holding together as it is. Ah, uh, probably for the best. Everyone was always ignoring you and hitting on me. Time for you to get a fair shot at it. Based on some fans I know of Mass Effect, they really love Garrus. There is, there's a lot of Garrus shipping out there for sure. We talked about the tally pillow in the past. There is also a Garrus pillow, from what I understand. There is a Garrus pillow. <laughs> it is the other one is Garrus. There's there's a lot of Garrus art and things. Yeah, there's plenty of there's a the Garrus fandom reigns for sure. I'll admit, I don't, the first time I played Mass Effect, I didn't know that there were as like as many people calling for Garrus to be a romance option as there were. But I'm not surprised that they added that in. Yeah. Uh, Going forward, well, I do know like 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 uh, when I played it like the first time Mass Effect Two because I didn't have my original saves of saves. I'm like, screw it, Garrus, we're gonna romance. <laughs> <laughs> and Gar- Garrus makes a ton of sense for that because he G- Garrus is like, if you know if you play like female, then like yeah okay it makes sense that you'd romance him. But if you play male, like Garrus is still like he's your 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 bro down in the trenches. Like after, like again, I was saying, like I always roll with Zaid, but like you know, once once I picked up Garrus, I was like, yeah, okay, Zaid and Garrus, you're my squad until you know something significant changes. And yeah, like they're you know they're both you know, I mean as, you know everybody in this game is good in combat, so it's not really a big issue. But uh, yeah, no, I still enjoyed rolling with them. Yeah, I just think like, like Shepard has a much closer relationship with Garrus and some of the other crewmates. I think so. I mean, well, he's he's there with you. From the beginning, I mean, it's like Garrus and Joker and Dr. Chocolates and Tally. Like, those are your rider dies. Yeah. Everybody else found better jobs. I mean, I don't know. Just, you know, those are your rider dies. That's all I'm saying. Well, uh, not Caden or Ashley. Uh, whoever didn't survive Varmire, they did not get a better job. <laughs> yeah, they only got the second half of the rider die. <laughs> the dire die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of you gets to ride and the other of you gets to die. You figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, let's 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 move on here to some of the side quests on Omega cuz uh, I think we're 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 uh, we're good with Garrus at this point. Um so when you're, well, I guess, so when you're looking around, they have some shops that you can go through. Um, one of the shops that you can visit is run by a quarian. His name is Ken. And you find out he's a quarian on pilgrimage. He got stuck on Omega with no money. 
so there's a vendor uh, who kind of runs a lot of the shops named Harrit, who kind of basically like was like, okay, like I'll hire you. You can sell salvage, but I'm going to set your prices uh, so that you're basically going to force everybody to come to my other stores and I'll make money that way. Also, uh, and so th- can we talk about the fact that these stores right over here, I don't think we've talked about this yet, are basically like the current like McDonald's and stuff or the Wendy's. You can just go in there, you go to a machine, you order off there, and then other people take care of the order and bring it to you. Don't actually have to talk to the cashiers ever. Yes. Yeah, you talk to the cashiers and they're like, yeah, use the, use the console. Right, yeah. Like, and, and you can ask multiple of them, like, so what are you here for? Yeah. yeah, and most of the time they're just like, yeah, people like a face here, but really, I don't do anything. It just reminds me, like, 10 years ago, we didn't have that yet, and then now... We started to. Like... we, I want to say it was around this time, like, Wawa started to put in the, uh, put in the little, uh, the little kiosk you could use to, to order your, your okay. sandwich, which I have to say is much better than ordering it from a person because you get, you get to go through and pick all the options and you know exactly how you want your sandwich and then they just make it. I so I'm not going to complain. Although that's that's completely different. Like that like that's completely different than say, you know, ordering, you know, like couplings through a terminal. Right? <laughs> like you're not you're not getting custom couplings where you're picking options. No, you're you're literally going saying, you're picking up your phone and you're going to, you know, amazon.com and buying parts. Like That's true. You know, I mean, we do that too. Like I do a lot of that. I've had, a, I've Absolutely. ordered like the weirdest, like this, this whole computer built, like I've been ordering weird random things that like, oh, I need a four way PWM splitter. Hey, Amazon's got that and I'll get it in two days. Okay, great. Yeah. Like that used to be, that used to be a trip to uh fries or micro center or whatever that was not particularly close. And I don't, yeah. Anyway. R- RIP fries. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. That's well. RIP yeah. all those stores for this reason. Right. Yeah. I mean, Micro Center right here is still pretty good, but yeah, like, I I, I, but, but the, the, if, if I have to choose, like, am I going to, at a, at a place even, am I going to talk to somebody and like try and play a game of telephone where I tell them what I'm looking for and then they maybe go tell somebody else? Or do I want to push buttons and it brings exactly what I push? Like, yeah, I mean, obviously that, like, it's not hard. Even then thinking of like some old auto parts stores. Like I remember, you know, you'd have to go, they'd have the books hanging off the racks that you'd have to look through the book for the, your make and model. And then whichever relevant part you were looking for, then you get the number, you have to check the number, hope everything was organized properly on the shelves, or you'd have to go back to the counter and be like, Hey, this is the part I'm looking for. Do you have it? And then they go back and look in their, you know, their shelves behind the plate. So they still have that too. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's it. You know, I I guess in some ways this is much more uh, organized. I guess that you're right. The funny thing is that they have the people there at all. I mean, that's where you know that's where the you know the AI could come in with uh, you know get a nice VI hologram standing there that could handle everything for you. It is. I mean, when you do have a problem, having an actual human is really good. I've I've used and worked with a lot of our era's VIs, and man, they suck. Yeah, that is why right. also the stores nowadays still have people there besides just making the food. When the machine screws up, messes up, they can still take care of it. Right. But uh, on, back to gameplay stuff. <laughs> on, on Ilium, uh, they have the same thing with the, the vendors standing next to the kiosks. And every time I went to the kiosk and I bought what I needed and then I turned to talk to the vendor... And the vendor had maybe not exactly like a side quest, but a little like dialogue option that if you did it right, you, they'd give you a discount on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except I just bought it. So I'm like, 
Well, that doesn't. Oh help wait, me. did you did you didn't realize to talk to them first to get a discount then buy? No, I didn't. I I, I did. I, I was like I was like ooh kiosk let me buy what i need and they're like oh yeah i should probably talk to this person here and then like they're oh, like and now enjoy 10 percent off and i'm like oh, that. this is your punishment for not being a people person exactly exactly that's what i get for staying on my phone too much <laughs> yeah all the all the vendors that's the funny thing is almost every vendor in this game if not every vendor you can have a little brief conversation with them and cajole them into giving you like a five percent discount yeah for complete bullshit too though like yeah sure makes sense yeah discount Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, except except for this Corian kid who you actually, like, help him get off of Omega, and that is how you get the solid discount, which I feel like is, is a much better reason to get a good discount. That was yeah. very, very fair. Although, I guess the question is, is the discount worth more than the thousand credits that you give to him, or are you... St- you, you don't have Shepard to come give out him credits, so you can go talk to the guy that's putting the squeeze on him and convince him oh. to lay off. Yeah. Oh, see, I just, I was just like, I'm, I'm rolling in money just here. Take the, <laughs> take the money. This it is, is the easier way out. It is faster and easier. The, the discount that you get definitely is worth more than the thousand credits that you spend. Well, then why didn't he do some kind of kickback with somebody ahead of time? <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question, actually, because it doesn't make a lot of damn sense, does it? He could have he very easily said, here, I'll give you a 2,000 discount if, if you just give me 1,000 of it. And then, yeah, we'll like I had the same thought because he like he I thought it would be very expensive. I thought he was like, oh, I'm in Hawk for like 50, 50,000 credits. Like, oh, well, that's kind of a lot for like normal people. But yeah. No, it's real dumb because and you have to do like a bunch of running around like you run up, you talk to the guy or the Elcor or whatever, and then you come back and you talk to him and it's like or I could just give you what is pocket change. Because, again, I mean, if you came out of Mass Effect one ridiculously rich, which I don't know how you wouldn't, you start this game with a million credits. So whatever, here, have a thousand. I don't care. No, right. Right. The only thing I can think of is he's not a very uh he's not a pilgrimage. It doesn't seem to be the one of the smarter ones who kind of uh got uh what's the word misled and just taken advantage of. That's why he's stuck on Omegas because he got taken advantage of. So it's not too surprising. He's innocent Yeah. He's innocent and naive. And that's yeah, you know you know, you, 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 I think that that's the thing is he's out of place on Omega is that you you would think anybody on Omega would that would be their like, how, like, OK, I can just, you know, how do I get the money the quickest way? Oh, easy mark. And he's he, an easy, he, easy mark. Oh, exactly. And that's why he's there. He never should have wound up on Omega in the first place. Yeah. So I think we talked about his pilgrimage. It's like, yeah, I know about the pilgrimage. You do? Yeah. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dummy. Yeah, but I think you had a different interaction, or a little somewhat different with uh, Tally, or was it the same way? I didn't have her in my party when I talked to him. I thought you did. No, I, I no. Um, well, because after you talk to him, he also sells you the T six A couplings that Daniels and Donnelly and Engineering are looking for to so that they can do their maintenance quicker. Um, and so you bring those back to the Normandy, and then they. They start joking around, and they ask Shepard to join them in a poker game. And Shepard at first is like, nah, you know, and they're like, no, nah, come on, play poker. And Shepard's like, well, I haven't played in a while, so go easy on me. But uh, if you do that after you've gotten Tally, Tally's over at, like, a console just across the way. So, like, you rope Tally into the poker game as well. And then 
Uh, Shepard walks away winning 500 credits from everybody. <laughs> Go easy on the rookie, he says. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. And everybody's like, oh, like, yeah, we're never playing with poker with you again, Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that you, um, Callie could play poker with you. She was down there. I just, because I always do the, this, like, as soon as I go to Omega and come back, I just buy it. You're like, here, no. here's your couplers. When I first went to Omega, I completely missed the marketplace. Like, I just forgot to go over there. And so I had that that little, you know, go get the T6A couplings on Omega just hanging out in my journal for way too long. And so, yeah, it wasn't until after I had Tally that I went back. I had a, I had a similar situation, but a little reverse. I could not figure out where the door to the, the playrooms were. I could not remember where it was. So I went all around Omega. And I'm like, I know it's got to be here somewhere. So I went to every shop, talked to all the people, all this stuff. I'm like, fine. It was just a right-hand turn on one of the, the tunnels. I'm like, oh, it's over here. It's I'm an easy idiot. to get lost over there. <laughs> it all looks very like gloomy and samey. So I get it. I just have played this game too much i knew where everything was like i'll go here i'll talk to these people okay and then off to do this but yeah i don't think i got lost the first time i played it just i just completely forgot about it uh and you get the over in this like shopping area is that where the saris ice brandy is too or is it no no that that's in afterlife oh that's right that's right remember it was it was on the counter basically just sitting there you could have just swiped it and I didn't worry about it. But you paid a little money because you're a good person. It was Cause... five credits, if I recall. <laughs> yeah. Hey, five credits are five credits. Which what, what does it say about Doctor Chalkless that she can't get uh, like five credit Sarah's brandy on her own? Right. I mean, she's like buying vo here. It's not. Yeah, I don't. Just just get the brandy. Doesn't seem or, that or, nice. Or is it how little she's getting paid that she can't afford a five dollar? Yeah. <laughs> what does that say about Shepard then? Right, or Cerberus for that matter. I thought Cerberus like, oh. was all about like just you know throw money around. I, I really like vodka. If you just go get some, uh, you might have trouble finding this. If you just get some beef eater for me, that'll be really oh, good. <laughs> if you don't find it, it's okay. I know it can be difficult to find. You're like, what? <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, you get the Saris Ice Brandy, and then th- this this is one of my favorite sequences in the game that you when you bring the the, the Saris Brandy back to the Doctor Chakwas. It is. It's a cute sequence. <laughs> I thought Alenko's biotic display might have broken Jenkins' back, but Jenkins pops up and yells, "That was awesome!" <laughs> oh, Jenkins. Soldiers like him make the Alliance great. Cerberus lacks the same enthusiasm. It's, you know, she pours some of the brandy out and, and you guys drink and, you know, you, you have some opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, some of the characters that you met before. You, she brings up Jenkins where you're just like, of course, who doesn't love Jenkins? Yeah, but apparently Yay, Jenkins, Jenkins was like, like had a, what was it? Caden like uses his uh, body powers on him and just like threw him. And Jenkins is like, woo! That's right. Yeah, I really enjoyed that when she brought up Jenkins because it was she was like, God, of course I remember Jenkins, and I was like, Oh yeah, me too. I've totally thought about him since the beginning of the first game for sure. Yeah, I also <laughs> I also kind of realized in this scene when they were talking about it in some playthroughs, both of them are dead. <laughs> My Caden's oh, yeah. still alive, so only one person's dead, just Jenkins. 
Yeah. That <laughs> would be a turn. She's like, I wonder if Caden's still throwing him around in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Jenkins would go to hell. I don't really don't think he's a. I mean, I'm wrong. Yeah, Maybe he keeps a cat right. or two. I don't think Caden would either. Caden would go to purgatory. Frankly, he's he's the perfect like milk toast candidate to go neither to heaven nor to hell. <laughs> so. Uh, kind of like a bread box for him. He is he is the Mindy St. Clair of uh, <laughs> the Mass Effect universe. No, I, 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 no Mindy St. Clair, I think, is more personality. That's true. Me. That is true. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, he, there's a medium place with Caden in it. <laughs> oh, poor Caden. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But the, then Shepard... So Shepard also drinks along. They both get drunk. Uh, then you have an option to toast who, who you toast to. I know we... Uh, we toasted to friends. I forget what the other options were. Man, I'm pretty sure I toasted to being being drunk. I was just like, yeah, that's fun to be drunk. Just toast to that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did uh, friends as well, but like, uh, I didn't even think to check with the other answer. What was it? Like, you could toast Jenkins. You could toast uh, a couple other crew members, I think. You could toast Dr. Chakwas, if I'm not mistaken. Um. And I was just like, yeah, here's a test to being happily drunk. I mean, that was fair. It's like good use of the uh, Sarasaz brandy. That's right. All five credits oh. worth. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I seem to recall on my very first playthrough 10 years ago that I got into some kind of dialogue options that were starting to allude to a relationship between Chakwas and Shepard, or Lee Shepard kind of like being like, Hey, maybe we should hook up. And then Chakwas just shoots you down. She's like, no, I'm, I'm too old for that or whatever. You don't, you know, you don't, you don't want this. And then it's never really mentioned again. And I didn't get those options this time. So I'm like, did I, did, am I misremembering that? Uh, did that not happen? Or did I just not play to get those options I this time? I want to say that was later in the game or in Mass Effect 3, I think. Let me double. Okay, that could be. Yeah, no, this is a thing, because I've had this exact conversation with her where she's like, nah, dog, I'm too old for you. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I also looked after because, like, I also didn't want to do that, I guess. Um, this appears to be in Mass Effect 3. Uh, oh, okay. But, yeah, it's... There is definitely a conversation with her where she's where you can kind of hint at that, and she's like, "No, stop it, don't." Yeah, but it is not. It is not here. No. Although there's like that's the thing is like a ma- like not that she's that matronly, but like an older lady, like she's a good wingman. Like I don't like especially she likes to drink her iced brandy. Like yeah, if she, she may be shooting you down in that regard, but bring her out, Shepherd. You know, <laughs> for real. Yeah, she'll. Yeah, I mean she's. Here's the thing. If you've never hung out with like a 50 ish year old woman who knows how to drink, they are fun. They oh, know yeah. how, like, cause they, they have been fun their whole lives. Like, hang out with anybody who's like 50 or 60 or whatever and knows how to drink, cause they've been fun their whole lives and they will continue to be fun and, and you will have fun with them. And it, it's not, they won't get into the stupid stuff. Yes, I mean, that like you know they don't they don't make they, they don't make mistakes like you know like you know you make when you're young and drunk they 
They know how to be drunk. They know exactly. they know what to I do and what not to the, do. And the it's, crappy it's... stuff like my friends always buy the Smirnoff that was mostly tons of sugar, <laughs> no alcohol. I'm like, cool. Oh man. Yeah, no, no, they know how to drink. They know how to have fun. They know how to not have so much fun that you regret it terribly yeah, later right. so that you can then go have fun again. They are old camp they're yeah. veterans. Anyway. Right. Yeah, Dr. Chocolates so, so would we... be a super fun like wingmate. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's what there should be a Mass Effect dating sim where you get to choose your squad, but it's the two wingmen that you bring with you to the different Mass Effect bars. It'd be amazing. Garrus gets all the ladies. I sadly would play a Mass Effect dating game. Well, that's the question is then do you bring Garrus because it's like, is he your wingman or is he a rival in that regard? Right, yeah. <laughs> just rival, just go there, just kind of tries to take the girl from you. It's like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, but yeah, but then, uh, but then, uh, so you, you wake up the next day and Dr. Chakwas is passed out in her, in uh, one of the med- medical beds. Just laying is there. that where she normally sleeps? Is it in the medical bay? Like, I assume not. I mean, there are crew quarters specified on the, the ship. I assume she has a bed somewhere else, but. I mean, yeah, the, the beds are open there. I mean, I would, especially I wouldn't want to sleep there. Like Garrus winds up in there, you know, for, mm-hmm. you know, briefly after, you know, when you re- get him recovered. Um, yeah. You know, I would assume she wouldn't want to be like, oh, okay, I'm Garrus, can you not snore? I'm going to sleep over there's, here. Um, <laughs> like, there's a room with some bunks um, back by the bathrooms. Not the, it's like right in that same hallway as like the life, uh, life support room. Yes. Yeah. I, maybe she bunks up in there. I assume there's also more, like they they show you those as crew quarters, but even then, there's only like eight beds in there. Like there's yeah. not clearly not enough for, and it could be maybe if, if everybody sleeps on enough shifts. I guess, but yeah, but no, I I, I assume there's more beds somewhere well, else on it, here. I mean, the Normandy. Yeah, if it was the first Normandy, Normandy I'd say maybe they 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 swap bunks, but since this is a Cerberus and they said they designed it for comfort, I yeah. think they actually might have a. It's probably they, down they, in the cargo bay where you just don't yeah. go. Well, they have they have two lounges, like they have two rooms that are there just for you to be able to look out the windows. Yeah. So if they could fit that, and they have to fit beds somewhere else, because that otherwise that's kind of uh, you know I, I guess like because I know what Kasumi's in one of those rooms, like she's always like sitting on one of the couches. Like, I guess she could be sleeping on one of those couches if she really wants. But I figure, I figure she, she probably she even has like a bunk somewhere. I just assume that Kasumi stealths up to the commander's quarters and takes a snooze in Shepard's super cozy bed when they're not there, or Miranda's, or Jacob's, oh, or, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Do we have anything else to s- say about uh, Omega? Well, the only thing I have to say is like I'm not sure if anybody else did this. I had an extra suit for Garrus. So as soon as I got done, he joined a party. I switched his outfit to no longer he has no longer has a bullet hole in his armor. Nice. I didn't. I kept. I kept the. Uh, I kept the damaged armor. I thought it looked cool. Very dignified. I was like, I keep. I keep switching everyone's armor. I'm always looking at like, yeah, now let's go with the other one. And then like three missions later, I'm like. Now let's go back and then it's just Yeah, <laughs> I do that a lot. I do that even more in three. I'm just kinda like, nope, swap, nope, swap again. Oh, that's a question. I never asked you guys. What is your shepherd's wearing? What kind of alpha do hoodie. you have? Always for a your... hoodie. You got the hoodie? Always I, hoodie. I went from the 
I went from the jacket to the hoodie. Yeah, I, I'm wearing the uh, like the little biker outfit he has. Where he's got like the like the little figureless gloves on there and that bubbly bubble vest on. I, I just like Shepard, especially like, and it probably depends on how you did your Shepard's face. The default face, both the female and male Shepherds look just ridiculous with that outfit on. Like <laughs> they look like a caricature of like rich suburban people who think it's time to go to the biker bar. And yes. I just can't. I can't with it. Mine looks like the biker uh, now, from the biker bar. <laughs> now, if uh, your shepherd has a real weathered sort of lived in face, uh, that might change the whole aesthetic. But yeah. the default characters do not. It's also different from mine. I realize I'm talking to anybody in the game is I'm always wearing the recon helmet. So it just looks like I'm a ninja just talking to everybody. <laughs> yeah. I yeah I actually went through and I was like I should try to customize the armor a little bit because I got all these builds and I'm just kind of rolling with you know like whatever like the the one up from the default armor is and then yeah I went through and I wound up throwing him in a helmet and everything and then I'm like I can't this isn't an, I don't want to not see his face like on all these conversations like and I'm like well if I'm gonna take the helmet I might as well just go with whatever you know just the standard standard rollout and whatnot or, or the one up from it so. Yeah, it's a it's little a, it's a little better in three. You can turn on an option that takes the helmet off during most dialogue, at least. Um, but y yeah, I did customize my armor, though, like my actual in combat armor. I like changed the color and, and did all that. Oh, yeah, added, so, too. Yeah. added some purples, some pinks in there. Made a little, little, little nice. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's going to go ahead and wrap this up here. Uh, one last thing. Did y'all get poisoned at the bar in Afterlife? Oh yeah. No. Oh no, you did. Okay. Yeah, there's like a whole if you go down to the basement bar in Afterlife, uh there's a Batarian bartender who will absolutely just serve you a poison drink. I didn't I I didn't order anything from him. I told no. I went up there and I was like and I was like, "You know what? I'm doing other I'm like I'll talk, like I went up just to see if he had any dialogue and then it was just do you want to order something or not?" And I'm like, "All right, no, I'm good." I did not order from him. Yeah. So it's, I don't usually or like I, it used to be funny to me to order video game bevs and they make the screen all funny and silly. And then I just got over it. But yeah, him specifically, if you order from him, he poisons your drink. You wake up in an alley. Uh, and there's another human who's like, yeah, that uh, that bartender is known for poisoning humans. And you're the first one who's actually survived it. Uh, huh. And then you can go back to the bartender, and I shot the dude. Kuro, what did you do? Oh, wow. Yeah, I just shot the dude. And then, like, the guy next to uh, me at the bar was like, good for you. Uh, <laughs> I was a little... Good like, for you, because I don't have to tip him now. I was a little... Also that, that yeah. I shot him in the face, because I'm like, screw being a paragon. You just poisoned me. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, kind of, yes, also that. The, I, I, the paragon option, I think, is just to kind of, like make a scene uh and then you get the rest of the bar sort of on your side and and he's sort of forced to run away with his tail between his legs and gets fired or whatever but i was happy to shoot. it was attempted murder like yeah you get yeah. shot um, dude it's omega too you know this is one of the places where the law doesn't really matter as much no i've normally yeah normally i do you know i i know like on on ilium in eternity I've, I've bought a few drinks there and stuff but yeah i i was just coming through and i was like you know you know i'm i'm doing another mission here i, I maybe i don't know i just didn't feel like it don't, i don't also, have time to stop for a drink he, he 
he did seem a little bit rude. I don't know. So I just maybe I just got a bad vibe from it, but I was like, nah, whatever. I'm I'm gonna keep going. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, if you wanna I you're probably I don't know if you're done with two yet. If you're not, you can still do it. If if I probably yeah. Yeah, just pop down there and uh you know, take the opportunity to do whatever you want with this guy. <laughs> the world's your oyster or the Omega's your oyster. <laughs> Right, time to head back to Omega and drink some bad juice. <laughs> All right, so with that said, I think we're ready to go now talking about Omega. Uh, so thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing, and thank you for listening and downloading. We are at Squad Goals N7 on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also on YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Chip, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter uh, and Twitch, and I'm at WD. That's the word double Y-E-W-D-E-E. Uh, and you can find me here on the MASH Network on the Wondrous Tales podcast, where every two weeks we talk about the latest happenings in Final Fantasy XIV. Kura, where can folks find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Kurabaras, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-A-S, or on twitch.tv slash Kurabara. And also, you can find me around the Mash Network talking about Apex Legends on our Apex show, Dropping Spicy. You can follow us there at Dropping Spicy, which we should have an episode coming up soon. It's been a rough couple weeks. How about you, Nick? How about you, Nick? And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news and guild management. And also on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about war, uh, Warcraft story and lore. Uh, this week, we uh, dive into the grimoire of the Shadowlands. Uh, so that uh, is an interesting discussion. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. And email us your thoughts or questions. Let us know what you thought of Omega and Garrus and Morden and Zaid and uh, all that. Uh, if, you, if you got drugged by the bartender, let us know at squadgoals at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. And visit mtb.gg support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content, as well as the Patreon-exclusive content. And you can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link, as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg support. And stay tuned to hear about other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network. For Chip and Kura, I'm Nick, and I should go. See you, Commander. This is my favorite podcast on the network. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 